When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 358 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always... By our very own DJ Willie Smalls coming at us from the new setup in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take a look, boys and girls. Oh wow, look at him! Yeah, look, weather update. The new five. The new camera plus the mic. It it took ten years off you. You look like a younger, reinvigorated man, Willie. How does it feel to have a, an official studio setup? It feels great, Christian. You should come up sometime and do a show from here. I will. I'm sure we'll be in a. There's always reasons for us to go to the Lehigh Valley, so I'm sure we'll be there at some point. It's actually a little reminiscent of, it's like an upgraded version of the studio I had in, in my own basement at one point. Yeah, sort of switch there. Circle By the of way, life. Nomad, <clears throat> Nomad talking about using a radiator. Radiator. Yesterday. Is it cold down there, boys? Because we just got about a foot of snow. Horrible. It's terrible. It was 28 in the morning. I'm sure most of our listeners are in the Northeast or the Midwest that are like, laughing at us and we're big wimps i don't care i moved to texas not to work here mm-hmm. but for improved weather mm-hmm. and if the weather's not improved i demand a refund that's right so it's like minus 28 in new brighton <laughs> hey we're headed to minnesota this week i we're it's gonna be like not horrible horrible it's horrible there right now but hey so much to discuss um i didn't really know where to start because let's here's the list of things ben Askren, mm-hmm. big 10 precedes Big 12 precedes, Joseph Smith, Koloff, you know, Burroughs and Oliver, all that, all that stuff. A lot of places to start. I think, I think it's, it's a, um, I think the best place to begin the show is with just our overall um, condolences and thoughts and prayers to the family of Willie Miklas. Uh, his father passed away um, yesterday, I believe. Um, I believe he had ALS, uh, kind of a long battle. It was why... Willie uh, transferred to Iowa State to be close to his dad in his in his final months, and not something that was was unexpected. And it was really cool, you know. He was there for Willie's senior night, and you know, a lot of questions now. You know, what what does this mean? Is Willie going to be able to wrestle at conferences, NCAs? I don't know anything about that, but Willie's been a uh, you know awesome wrestler. He's a great kid. Uh, all you can hear are good things, and he had. If, I encourage you to to find Willie's tweet um, after his father passed away and read it and reflect. And um, it, it was it was just perfectly well said. And there's not much we can say other than, you know, we're, we're all behind you, Willie, and, and uh, we're thinking about you right now because it's a really tough situation, especially, you know, fifth year, senior, maybe sixth year, I don't even know. Um, 
you know, coming in, he wants to win a national title, and this is going to be in the back of his mind. And I don't know if it's ironic. I don't know what the word is, ironic, but, you know, Kyvin Gadsden went through this exact same thing, another 197-pounder for Iowa State. And I remember it was right, right before or between conferences and NCAAs. And, um, you know, it, it was cool cheering for Kyvin during that run and, and having the whole stadium was behind Kyvin when that happened. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be very similar at, at Big 12s in Tulsa and then again at uh, at NCAAs in Pittsburgh. So um, we're all behind you here, Willie, and uh, we're uh, just our, our condolences to you and your family. It's always hard when, um, you know, any parent passes away, but especially in wrestling where it's such a familial sport and most of us um, – I don't, me, I, I know that, you know, my father is what got me into the sport um, and, you know, that going through something like this would uh, certainly ha have have an impact on, on me, you know, whether I'm, you know, wrestling, covering, doing whatever. Uh, so, Willie, I uh, I hope you enjoyed your time with your father and um, I hope uh, if you do wrestle this weekend that uh, you make him proud. Yes, sir. So, no great way to transition from there, but I think it's a good place to start. Um from one former Missouri Tiger to another, Ben Askren, um, I, I so want to talk about this. And, and the wrestling community was glued to this fight. Ben Askren, Robbie Lawler, Ben got his hand raised. Crazy fight. And, you know, I, I came away. My overall impression of this, of the fight, was I was disappointed how it ended because there was a thought that maybe Ben wouldn't win. Or wouldn't have won if because the the end of Robbie's consciousness was coming so soon, right? He had this choke; it would have been over no matter what. A minute. The only reason Robbie Lawler's head is not still in Ben the crook of Ben Askren's elbow is because Herb Dean stopped it. He was going nowhere at any point ever, right? So um, it's too bad that it did have an early stoppage, or some there is some controversy about it, even though his hand dropped. Um, but but the cool part about it, and, and the thing that, um, you know, the wrestling community, the MMA community, maybe has not seen from Ben or been able to see because he's been so dominant, is the fact that this is maybe one of the toughest guy, the toughest guys in the world, bar none. For him to endure that beatdown, and now full disclosure, we are Ben Askren friends, fans, whatever you want to call us. We love Ben uh, here at Flow, right? So are we super? Uh, biased, yes, definitely insanely biased people. But how tough he was to be able to endure getting spiked on his head, punched by the hardest puncher maybe in the game at welterweight, maybe other than Tyron, right? To endure that, to have the mental focus to not only recover, but methodically find his way to a leg, take his back, get to the choke, go to the uh, big brother choke, and, and end it. It's like what resolve, what what ability to like – psychologically focus on something when you you can in wrestling and the crazy thing about it is <laughs> like in wrestling you can simulate the hardest aspects of the sport and and train your body you can go through all that suffering as, as coach ryan would call it getting really tired wrestling a lot of goes going with really difficult people you can experience in the training scenario basically the toughest aspects of the sport you can't simulate Getting punched like that, I am certain right. that Ben has probably never been hit like that in his entire life. So you can, and my point is, in wrestling, a, you can know you time. can know how to respond in wrestling to 
adverse situation because you've been in that situation. But he's probably never been in a situation similar to that. We can ask him. But I don't think he's ever experienced that. So for you to never experience that and to be able to recover, I, I don't know how he did it. I thought that, that the fight would be stopped at that point when he was just teeing off. And, um, man, we were so fired up that, that he won. And um, I hope they don't make him have a, a, a rematch. But, Willie, I'm curious for your thoughts uh, on the fight. Well, I've, you know, first of all, I'm glad it was on a, uh, I'm glad it was on a big card. Um, yes. The card was one of the best. I don't know, in years. Um, and I felt confident with Ben going in, but, you know, it was the worst matchup for him. Everybody said it. Yep. Um, with Lawler, the, the striker that he is, and Ben wanting to get to the ground. Um, so, you know, he survived the first flurry, and, uh, and um, I, you know, I thought that it was a correct stoppage. Maybe I, I thought it was – just inevitable if yeah. they didn't if they didn't stop it then it would have it would have resulted in a stoppage 10 seconds later and uh what i don't get is the people complaining about um he wasn't out for if he wasn't out then he is the dumbest mma fighter of all time because and when you are in like i what do i know about fighting right i know this i know if you are in a submission or a a, a chokeout situation don't go limp. If you're yeah. okay, don't go limp. Dude went limp. Yeah, he did. And the so um, having not strangled that many people, I don't know. I didn't know, but I have learned through this that like basically with a blood choke, as soon as the blood starts coming back to your brain, so basically Robbie was out and he somehow regained some level of consciousness because as soon as the blood came, he somewhat was was back, but. He for sure was out for a, a period of time. And Ben, what Ben is saying, because he's been, geez, Ben is just blowing up. He's on everything. He's on ESPN, MMA. They, like, he became a major focal point of this card. They, they added him to the poster, which, like, never happens. It's always, like, the two. Bader was explaining this to me because he knows the, the fight industry a lot better than I do. But Ben was saying he had it tight. He went limp. And then Herb was, like, getting in there and touching him, and so he loosened up a little bit, and that's when Robbie – you could see that Robbie did kind of raise his arm after mm -hmm. it went limp, and, and Ben says that's when Herb was touched. So, anyways, it was awesome. I'm so glad he won. It's bull. I hope he doesn't have to rematch Robbie. He took the fight. You know – He beat him. What else is he supposed to do? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not interested in a rematch just because I'm not – interested in that rematch um yeah i wasn't i wasn't a, a huge fan of that matchup to begin with um uh, they i mean if they want to run it back i'm still confident ben that the same thing would happen um yeah so go for it i'm just i would like to see him fight somebody else anybody else and it's crazy the way it's crazy the way the things played out because ben was always kind of teasing Marty from Nebraska, right? Oh boy! Turns out, turns out Marty from Nebraska is damn good. In fact, he's a champ now. Um, oh. and that was such an annoying fight. You got to You got to tip your cap to to Usman. That was unbelievable. It was such an odd fight from Tyron. Um, and I, you know, I came away from it thinking that's that's a Tyron we didn't haven't saw before. Um, but at the same time. 
all credit to Usman. He was very good. Um, and now Usman's a champ, and there's already this built-in uh, there's already this built-in storyline with him and Ben, right? I mean, they could sell that easy. Yeah, so, I, I don't see any way Ben gets a title shot his second fight, especially the way he beat Robbie. But um, hopefully he doesn't have a rematch. Hopefully he gets the till, um, whatever his face, uh, winner in London, beats those guys, and then, then I think it's title fight time. I don't want to spend so much time on this, but any, any other thoughts uh, on the fight before we transition to wrestling? Being a neutral no. MMA observer must be exhaust, uh, exhausting. Like, okay. <laughs> I watched that fight because I wanted to watch Ben win, and then I stopped watching, and I don't really care the nature of the stoppage. I wanted to see Ben win. So, but all the, like, well, it was a bad stoppage, all that. Like, not even for media, just, like, fans. I'm like, that. that's just an exhausting way to follow a sport. And I'm glad that I don't have to be neutral in MMA, that I can just watch it. And the few times I do, I've watched, like, five MMA fights. Go Ben. Go Ben. Can't wait to see what he does next. Um, yep. So that was a little MMA talk. Now, the the Oklahoma State lineup has been basically a topic of conversation since the summer. And yep. they we've managed to – we have – well, not us, but this storyline has had <laughs> lasted up till the week before Big 12s. As long as it possibly got, could. As long as it possibly could. After pre-seeds came out. After pre-seeds. They did a wrestle-off, and Joe Smith won them both, 3-2 and 7-4, respectively. So, um, you know, and what that means is what we were kind of asserting was going to happen was that Chandler Rogers would be the odd man out, and that's, in fact, what happened. And his final match as a Cowboy was his dramatic assassin pinfall over um, Steve Bowman, Chevy Dodge. So it was was an awesome way to go out, but... It's just one of the – there's a lot of, um, you know, feeling sorry for Chandler. I'm sad that we won't get to watch him wrestle again as, as a Cowboy. But when you go to Oklahoma State, when you go to Iowa, when you go to Penn State, you know the risks. Mm-hmm. You know that you're going to a place where it's tough. And I guarantee you John Smith never said, you will start every year for me. I don't think he's ever probably said that to anyone. Right, I don't think he said it. Dayton, he probably never said it to Joseph. Just that's just how it goes. He's going to wrestle the the best guys, and I, it, my point is, Chandler knew the risks. If he didn't want to have any danger of uh, not starting, he would have went to, you know, name a school. Right? There's probably only four he wouldn't start at for four years. Right? Um, but he didn't. He chose Oklahoma State, and I'm sure it made him a, a better wrestler. But at the end of it all. This is how his senior year ends, and it kind of moves the focus on, well, what is Joe Smith at 165? And in the conundrum that Big 12 coaches find themselves in right now is seating a guy with zero matches at the weight. He has wrestled. He's 0-0 zero zero at the weight. What do you do? Here's what I think you do. You find a way to get him the the 6 or the 7, seven seed, right? Get him on that bottom side. You should, he shouldn't be a top 3 or 4 seed, sure. But – you got to get him opposite of the one seed. You owe the one seed that, right? Because that's what seeding is supposed to do. You're supposed to separate these guys. And, yeah, there's no process, and I think there's going to be a little discussion about process and how we're doing it. But I, I, I think you've got to say get get Joe opposite the one, which would be Bryce Steyer. Steyer's the one? I thought Ashworth was the one. Oh, uh, Ste- I thought, Steyer's I thought it was the f- Steyer. 
I think Steyer's the four. You could be right. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's Ashworth, Romero, Rogers, who's not out, and Steyer. Right, you're right. Um, So, okay, so Rogers moves out. So Steyer becomes a three. Steyer's the three. Yeah, so I don't know what they'll do with him. But either way, he should be opposite the one. Ashworth. Can they randomly draw him in against the sixth seed? Maybe. No, they can't do that. But they can get him on that side. So anyways, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but that's what they should do. They should figure out a way to get him opposite the one, right? Um, And, and the ultimate risk here is because the Big Ten got how many at this weight? Like five? They got six, but with Chandler coming out, it's five, I think. The Big 12, right, so they lose one because that's – that was the thing that was um, kind of strange about this whole thing is that uh, about Chandler appearing in the like in the allocation because if he wasn't there they lose it anyway. Uh, but anyway, at 165, the Big 12 had six; they now get five. Now I'm pretty sure we all agree that Joe Smith's going to place top five at Big 12s. Yeah. But again, it's the conference loses a spot. Um, somebody that earned it is now going to have to maybe fight for a wild card. Well, no. I don't see that. That's not true. The the guys that earned it, well, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. They they could still get a wild card, right? It just gets a little more tougher, a little more dicey. But I bet the Big Twelve coaches aren't happy with this. Well, what, they, I know. They, I mean, there's something you can con- do. You I'm can't just, control a lineup. Sure. Just I bet they're just any any conference is probably not happy with losing an allocation um, if it can be controlled. Sure. Anyway, so. But but my point being, if Joe Smith comes in, he knocks um, Nick Clusis to the six or whatever, or five, or Fogarty gets knocked out, I don't see him not getting a, a, a wild card to NCAAs, knowing that, right? Uh, yeah. So there's that. And then, then there's the question of where does he fit in the 165 pecking order, right? Uh, nationally. Is he? I mean, I'll say it right now. Is he can win a title at 165 pounds? It's, um, you know, there's Chenzo. He's the best guy, bar none. I think there's some tough matchups for Joe, like um, maybe a Wick. But I think he matches up well with a with a Marinelli type, right? Big, strong guys, heavy hips. Um, I, I think he. Where you got him? Because I got him. I got him in that group of, with the other three. I got him. Top four. I got ahead of Massa and uh, White. White. Oh, me too. For sure I do. I, I think it's Chenzo, it's Marinelli, it's Wick, and it's it's him. And the mm-hmm. order, maybe that's the order. I don't know. And, and we'll see, right? Like, you know, Joe's not exactly coming in on a hot streak off 174, right? He didn't wrestle against Iowa. And I believe he may have been on a three-match losing streak le- leading up to that. He, he lost, lost to Lewis. He lost to Lujan. And he lost to um, Cutler. Cutler. Yeah. So, and now that's 174, right? But um, but still, it's not a ton of momentum coming in. But I still think he's going to have a really nice uh, really nice showing. And he is their best 65. The, the crazy thing is, he's not, he's not going to be seated. Well, everyone gets seated. Well, okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be like... 22. No. If he wins big 12s? Here's the, here's the thing. Um, won't have a winning percentage. So Here, he'll, no, he'll man. Lose. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, man. They will – they 
every year they're going to make an exception for an exceptional situation. They've done it with Kyle. They're going to do it with Joe. If Joe wins Big 12s, I guarantee you he will not be a 22 seed at 20 and 19. They're going to they're going to slot him in intelligently. He'll be a top 10 seed if he wins Big 12. 22 would actually be good. Because 22 would put him against 11, which put him against 6. I know, but they're that, not. So that would, like, actually be. If he be... wins Big 12s, he's going to have wins over, like, Branton Ashworth and probably, like, Demetrius Romero, maybe even Steyer. I understand that, but he'll be, four, he'll be like, 4-0, no RPI. His win, his win percentage won't actually count. I have I know. confidence they'll do what's right. They've they're done it before. Do they're going to do what's right. And, and like, uh, like you said two seconds ago, They'll do it intelligently. Or you would think, either based on merit, based on who he beats at Big 12s, or based on uh, they will put him 19 so that he fits intelligently in the bracket. Yeah, they're going to. Th- th- that's I, what I'm I, saying. I, I think they're more likely to do that. I think they're more likely to put him in okay. a 22 range. Yeah, I don't. I then really would. I truly would be surprised if they did that. Um, even though I know 4 0 is crazy, but I, I, I really think that's what they're going to do. We'll see. Um, so hey, how about um, how about the other situation? I, I don't know why I'm sort of fascinated with this heavyweight at Big Ten thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just it's it's sort of fascinating to me, I guess, because they have like ten or twelve ranked <laughs> guys, and they have eight allocations because of the the time that stolen Hamida missed. I mean, I think that was the biggest story when, when allocations come out every year. I, I, I look forward to them every year. And then I'm like, who cares? Because they line up pretty much the way you thought they were. This was one, this was one of the rare ones where you're like, there's a problem at heavyweight, like Hamida and stole two returning all Americans are really going to have to fight to get in there. And if, if they don't, they're going to need wild cards. And if they do, then somebody else that earned it is going to need wild cards. So we have nine ranked guys. Uh, Flow Wrestling does. Nine ranked guys at heavyweight in Big Ten. So that's, that is a lot. Um, but I think what's going to happen is Hamid and Stoll are going to steal spots. And the guys who get their – Stoll doesn't have steal spot. He doesn't? He earned one? Yeah. Okay. Jen- Jensen was the one that didn't earn it because he was oh, eight it was and four. Jensen. <clears throat> he was eight and four, so he was under the seven hundred win percentage. Uh, okay. Anyway, just for clarification. So okay, good clarification. So Jensen and Hamida, I think, will steal, and then whoever they bump out will get a spot and they'll all go. And if they don't earn one, they don't earn one. They don't go, right? They don't earn the allocation. But what's interesting about the the heavyweight thing is stole Gable quarter potentially. Which is crazy. Who who's the who got the there is no nine. The nine will be randomly drawn in. It could be Hamida. Right. It could be anyone. <clears throat> so the the thing to remember, and they clearly changed it this year because I I look back, they they've never done this before. Um if no matter um how many guys qualify, like if only one guy qualifies, they're always gonna seed eight, right? Obviously the Big Ten got the lowest, I think they got was six. Um but if they get more than eight, they seed all the way down to fourteen. However, this year, um if if a weight had eight, uh, so what was like like one eighty four? I think only had eight. They see it all the way down to fourteen because they still will wrestle to ninth because being one place away from uh, automatic qualifying is a is a criteria for a wild card. So that's why they they did that this year, and I guess they probably should have done it before, but but that was new. But yeah, two eighty five only has seven, so they only see it to eight. Um, outside of the only thing that that. 
I think they got it perfectly right. The only thing that I flipped was um, Jennings and Jensen, but Jensen beat uh, the three and the or Jennings beat the three and the four. So I think they nailed it, basically. Yeah. So a, a few, you know, anytime you look at Big Ten preseeds, you start. All right, where are the hot quarters? Where are the big quarterfinal matchups going to go down? And I think as we look at um, 125, Spencer, Zeke, I guess is always going to be somewhat interesting, right? That's a uh, NCAA champ versus NCAA finalist. They had kind of an interesting match in Nebraska where um, Zeke went no-touch mixer, which <laughs> probably hurt his chances of, of uh, mounting a comeback against Spencer. Dude, so. that – that goes down in history. That's, if you're t- if, to that's me, the YOLO goat for wrestling moves. That is, the, yes. That <laughs> is the YOLO. That's the folk style YOLO. Yeah. In freestyle, they got the bricks and stuff. In folk style? Zeke Moisey, no touch no, mixer. No touch mixer. <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, and if I saw it again, I'm here for it. I'm here for all the no touch mixers. I feel like Gabe Townsend would have a good no touch mixer. I just see him like just spinning really hard and missing and. Didn't oh. he? Was it Fresno State? He had like the sickest, most like spine bending. Here's the mixer. thing: Gabe Townsville's career bonus rate is like twelve, but they're all pins and they're all epic. Yes, it's just like a, a violent twist of like pure yeah. power and and energy. Hey, uh, what was that stupid thing? Speaking of like stupid stuff, love stupid uh, stuff. What was that stupid thing going on on Twitter? Like, I completely ignored it, and then some kid like tried it. Why there's that image of a guy starting referee's position like the wrong way? Not the wrong way. It's not. It's the wrong way. No, yep. it's not. He, he it's, means fa- he means facing a different. Di- I understand. What he means facing a different direction. You're backward. right. It's not the wrong way. It's legal. He's it's driving le- right in the traffic. It's it's perfectly legal. I know. I think uh, um, apparently it's legal. But why would there be an illustration of it? Why would anybody attempt to do that? The uh, reason there's an illustration of it is because it's in the rule book. It, yeah, it's, it is legal. You need to you need a visualization that it's legal because there's no way if you wrote that out if you wrote like, out the way to do that up, no one would understand it. They don't draw up. They don't put an illustration into every sports rule book manual of things that you could possibly do that's idiotic. I believe it was an oil pastel, and I think I think I, I found think it, it was very charcoal. helpful. I think I found it very helpful. And I'm glad they did it. And now all I need is, and I tweeted this, and I need Jason Nolf and Bo Nickel. If they implement <clears throat> it successfully, that's good. That's going to be, I'm going to file that under heart because you have to have tremendous bravery to go against the trend of lining up traditionally in folk style. If they do that and they can execute a cradle or an assassin or something from it, I'm I'm dead serious. My Hodge vote could hang in the balance there. I also, so balls in your court. There, you know, there's high school kids doing it. Good. They should all do it. G- Cliff Fretwell's had to take out a second mortgage because he's vi- he said I'll Venmo people. He's like I'll Venmo anyone five dollars who does this, and then lo and behold, people will do anything for five dollars. And now it was Jordan Crace. Yeah. It was Jordan Chris. I just don't understand why there is an illustration in a rule book. All right. Don't for... get hung up on the illustration, Willie. <clears throat> just be glad that that's it's what, real. That's what started it all. All right. You don't <laughs> put back to these the craziest thing, the dumbest thing you can do in any sport. Let's just make sure we have an illustration in case somebody objects to it. <laughs> no, hold on. Take a look at this paint by number. 
it's it's like the <laughs> it's clear as day. It's like the swinging door play in football where the center is lined up on like the center's lined up in the wide receiver spot, and then the, like the other nine guys are are over on the mm-hmm. opposite side of the field. It, you you need an illustration for that, so the refs like, wait, what? Th- this is ridiculous. We can't have this. Everyone, I, go- everyone, Google uh, Washington Redskins swinging gate play. For, it's a Jim Zorn classic. It's the most embarrassing no. play. Gate. I said swinging. Don't look door, at swinging that gate. example. That's correct. Yeah, look that up now. But um, from swinging gates to, can we talk about um, Big Ten quarterfinals? Yes, please. I feel like people yeah. would find that interesting. Um, so I mentioned Lee Moisey. That's that's pretty juicy. Other than that, I don't really know. You know, Russell, Matt, and sure, Piotrowski, Foley, fine. Um, no real fireworks. I mean, Lee Russell, semi, okay. But let's just get down to business. This could be 125. It's going to be Spencer Lee versus Sebastian Rivera. It's what we all want to see again, the rematch that wasn't. This should have been the three match. Spencer didn't wrestle him. Now they're going to wrestle, I think. And there's nine spots, so, like, Ain't ain't nobody getting screwed here at this weight unless they have a calamitous Big Ten. I ain't worried about. I yeah. ain't worried about qualifiers. Uh, I am. Ah, come on. It matters to those schools. I, yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. Everyone's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's not what people are focused on right now. Okay, the 133 is where it gets really juicy. Now we thought there was a chance that RBY could have thrown a, the Ben Thornton loss for RBY could have made seating like really crazy, but the fact that he beat Pletcher basically made everything fall in line pretty pretty neatly. RBY in front of Pletcher because he beat him. Pletcher in front of Lezak, he beat him. And then Thornton, he has that one really nice win, but he's got some losses behind him. So well, He, he lost to – they got it right. He, he lost to Pletcher and Lezak, and so the the right thing to do was to – they did the right thing. Got it. They so, nailed it. So they set, are, you guys, are you guys doing, uh, like, your picks on Thursday? I don't know. Is that what's going to happen? What? Hey, gonna, Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm gonna tomorrow. mix that on all. Ranger By the way, games. we're do, we're doing this oh, show doing tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Back to back. Now, 96, 96. quarters. DeSanto Thornton. They mm-hmm. wrestled. I'm pretty sure. Right. In that they wrestled yeah. at the duel. It was kind DeSanto of a. Won. It was a controlled win. He didn't blow him out though. This was before DeSanto like reached his full form. Yeah. Seriously, he was not wrestling great at the beginning of the year. Well, he had multiple braces at that point. He had a shoulder situation, I think. 5-2. Five 5-2. Two. Five mm-hmm. two. Yeah, that was so because he had the one point with Rooney. He had that one. He had the loss to Gomez. Yeah, the, the, we have seen a different DeSanto since about the beginning of December-ish. Lezak was the turning point. Once he once he beat Lezak, he uh, he started to truly <laughs> feel himself. So, okay, that's not, that's not a super juicy quarterfinal. However... Suriano Lezak, yes. RBY Pletcher, yes. And and we could be looking at a Suriano DeSanto rematch in the Big Ten semis. I am here for that. And I am also here for RBY Micic semi. Those I mean one thirty three is the way to watch it. Every every conference, Everywhere. this is the one. Um Willie, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean Yeah. I just echo <laughs> all that you say. All right. I don't know. Um I'm really interested to see. I mean, I think I got, we got a gauge on everybody except for maybe RBY. I mean, we've saw we've seen enough data. I think we know what everybody at, where everybody's at. I mean, I could watch DeSanto and and Soriano wrestle all day, and you know, obviously the winner in the will get uh, Michich probably. But I think we learned the most about RBY. Yeah, and you know, I, I think. There's two mega mega wild cards in this bracket. 
RBY, mm-hmm. just because of the unknown, and you all know who I'm going to say next, Ethan Lezak. This dude, <laughs> you never know. You do not know. He will get tech followed by Nathan Tomasello, and he will take him to sudden victory. He can lose the guys. He'll pin guys. I mean, it, you just don't know, right? And if he has a good weight cut, now I think he would have Suriano in the morning, Big Tens. Not ideal. because That means he'll be coming off the weigh-in, and we know that I don't care. It, I think up until like 149, I think Ethan Lezak would have trouble recovering from, from making weight. He's just so, going to cut. He's just going to cut. He's if just going like, to get as big as he can, whatever it is, and he's going to cut down. So I think it'll be tough for him to beat Suriano. I think Suriano is a tough matchup for him, and he's proven he can get away from him. However, if he's if he's on, he's super dangerous. And then RBY, we just don't exactly know, right? We didn't see him against too many elite guys. We didn't see him against Michich. We saw him against Pletcher. He wasn't able to get to his offense, but he— Honestly, a little more credit. Just found a way to win as a true freshman is uh, as impressive as anything. So I, I cannot wait for this weight class. Um, yeah. yeah. You got to circle that one. Um, so the last time Suriano wrestled Lezak was Suriano's freshman year, and he won 8-6. to six. And that was the year way, where— Way more dominant than that, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just— mm-hmm. and, and that was the year that Suriano couldn't wrestle in Cibolets and Lezak made the finals. So that was the year he was wrestling in the room with a broken ankle. Yeah. So way way different guys. And again, um, folk style scores can often be misleading, but that was their only meeting in college. FWIW. FWIW. Um, FWI. Right. Bracky. Yes. What's going on, man? What's up on Facebook? Everything good? Oh, they're just arguing about who's going to win one thirty three. Let me guess. How are Penn State fans feeling about RBY? Uh, he's going to win everything. Got it. Every tournament ever. Hodge contender? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You think Dayton's going to win the Big Tens? <laughs> oh, we need, to, we need to do that. Someone asked a question about that. When are we going to ask about Big 12 157 winners on uh, Instagram? Because everyone wants to see Nolf. Nolf. I think that would be the perfect bait. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask Joe Kenya to, to get on that. That would be be perfect. The other thing with the RBY. <laughs> he should just put it up. He should just Joe should just put it up. Will North can, Will North win Big 12s this year? <laughs> just watch him go. Someone someone mentioned Gomez on a 33 Big 10 post we had yesterday. Of course. That was a new one. Everyone had just been going You trying to tell me he can't win Big 10s? I am. He's chasing titles, dude. <laughs> All right. Um 141. What's the heat here? Well, Michael Carr got the one. It's kind of mm-hmm. it kind of stinks because, but it's probably the right thing. Basically, in a nutshell, Carr did not wrestle against McKenna because McKenna did not wrestle, and then he did not wrestle against Nick Lee. Nick Lee wrestled, mm-hmm. but Lee lost to Moran. Mm-hmm. Carr's undefeated. That throws, Carr beat Moran. That throws the whole thing off. Carr beat Moran. Thing, yeah, there so, it goes. That's why he got the one. And it's cool. I mean, it's f- I'm fine with it. Uh, him at the one. I will say that I think the final will be the bottom side semi. I think there's evidence of that. Although Mikey Carr beat Nickley last year, mm-hmm. um, I think the winner of that semi is going to take it. But it's it does, man. If I'm Tristan Moran, Kanan Store, um, Chad Red, all on that yeah, top I mean- side, I'm saying pff, I could make the Big Ten finals realistically. And maybe that is totally disrespectful to Michael Carr. But I, I just think it's better than going through. It's better than the alternative. If you could be on top side 
with Mike Carr or bottom side with Nick Lee and Joey McKenna, every, every single coach in America is going to say, I'll roll the dice on the top side. It's not always – It's not always. Um, I don't know. You know, 133 is the deepest in the country this year and, and probably in Big Ten too. Um, but certain, certain brackets have a fascination about them. Um, and 141 to me in the Big Ten is one of those because – uh, Mike Carr, he might not get past the quarters or he might win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, Chad Red's no easy out. He's a returning All-American, and when he's on form, I mean, he can beat a Mike Carr. On the flip side, um, now, I don't think Carr can beat McKenna. No. But if Lee beats McKenna, yes. then Carr can beat Lee. So, exactly it's, to me, I it's see. really to me, it's really interesting. That's one of the – I'm really looking forward to how that plays out. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm like – I'm saying this about Mike Carr, but I'm like, man, if Nick beats McKenna, which I actually think might happen again, sure. Yeah, Carr, Carr could, beat, could beat him again. I think he just matches up well with him. I can't unsee him almost losing to Max Muir either, and he did win. He found a way to win, but uh, that that just gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't wrestle against Nick <laughs> Lee gives me pause. Like, is he healthy? Is he, I don't know. Didn't like that. But, I mean, this is a really good weight. I mean, Nate Lemmix is quality, and he's number 10. We saw what – I mean, Austin Eicher, he's an NCAA qualifier, right? I'm pretty sure he's qualified for NCAAs. He's the 12. So, 141, super, super deep weight. And uh, excited who's to see the, Who's the 8? Chad. Or, okay, so who's the 9? Lapari. Okay. So to your point about um, so Carr is two and zero against Chad Red, uh, beat him six three last year, and then beat him in tiebreakers this year. Ooh. So uh, again, Carr two and zero against him. But to your point, right? Not uh, definitely within the margin. Yeah, definitely, definitely close matches. I really like Mikey <laughs> Carr to come out of the top side. I think I think he's really tough. Um, I understand what you're saying about is he healthy because he missed the the Lee match, um, but they got this weight right. There's going to be the Moran store is really interesting. Um, McKenna McKee McKee is is all can always be problems for guys, but I, I like Joey there. Um, so yeah, we'll get oh, yeah. Uh, Mitch McKee. That guy know, just completely overlooking him. Holy cow! He we could didn't even call say it chaos. He He's, definitely could. Oh, I love this weight is highly combustible. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. The way happen. it's constructed, the 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 guys in there. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. One forty nine, Schnalty be mobbing at the one. Mickey down at two. Lugo three. Thomas Thorne four. Now, to me, this is the maybe the least juicy weight. Other than, what does Brady Berge do? Could he beat Pat Lugo in the quarter and make a semi? Uh, Lugo seems to be coming on, so that seems less likely. I think. It's gonna that would be a, that's gonna be a really boring match probably because both guys really wrestled super controlled mm-hmm. uh, match. But I I honestly think with Lugo's finishing problems it it's actually he kind of does match up okay for Berge, but I think Pat will be a little too savvy for him, and then which will set up a uh, a, a Mickey Lugo match which they've wrestled I think Lugo's lost every time or maybe they've only wrestled it at Cliff Keen it was a pretty good match. But you got to favor Micah there in that in that one, and I think we're gonna get a rematch of the Cliff Keen finals uh, with Ashnault and Jordan, 
which if we remember back to that bout, <laughs> it was like Ashnall shot out of a cannon, takedowns and turns, and I think another set of turns he was up big. And then did he gas or was he just doing the thing where like, okay, I'm not going to fight this off and go to my back. I'm just going to let him come back. He ain't coming back. That thing. He did that thing. He did that thing. That's what he did not yeah. gas according. He may have gassed a little man. Micah wrestles really freaking hard. I um he can yeah, get you tie tie. Yeah, sure. But he gave up. I mean Ashnaught was giving up easy points instead of fighting it. You know, he, he could have if he was that tired in a tighter match, he could have stalled better. Right. <laughs> um Um The the way I see it, I think I just wrote uh I put up the odds and I put my best my Favorite plays of the week. Um, Christian calls them farm bets. Yes. Um, Ooh. I think I think you should win a farm by picking Ashnault because I don't see any way. I mean, it's minus 175, which is a lot. That's steep. You know, you're only – Almost um, two to one. You're almost pl- paying two to one for the win. But uh, I don't see any way Ashnault doesn't win this because – you know, I can kind of see Lugo keeping it close with him, which he did before because of style. But Mickey is a bad matchup for Lugo. He's going to volume shoot him to death, and he's going to score more than Lugo scores. That's how you win a match. And and then Mickey matches up with Ashnault terribly, I feel like, because Ashnault will wrestle all three positions. Right. And Lugo is not going to challenge Micah from the top position. So that makes it just yep. makes it tough. Makes it really tough. Um, I'm with you, buddy. So there's that. Um, yeah, I, I think you're. I mean, I don't think anyone's picking against Ashnault at this point. Yeah, but I agree that the, the Bergy Lugo quarter is the one to to circle in terms of um, interest. It's the two biggest fan bases. It's guarantees them. The, the winner's guaranteed a, a placing spot. And I, I don't think anybody, you know, Oster or Mean, any of those guys below are going to prevent Bergie from uh, from qualifying and getting six. But you certainly it's easier to just win that quarterfinal um, if you're him and, and not have to go through the backside. Okay. Moratorium on the Oster references in the show. <laughs> okay. Last one. I don't think is, – is there anything at 65 or 74 that are even – you, Interesting you, as far as seeds. I guess what, you're out on 57. Did you just nolf next topic yeah. me? I I, th- I think I did. Wow. Um, no. Well, yeah. There's. Is there anything interesting at 65? Did you just ask that question? With no, with I'm, Shinzo among, Marinelli, Wick, White, Massa. Among the seeds. Oh. No. I mean. I mean. No seeds are fine. Seeds are fine at those weights. <laughs> um. Okay. Are we getting back to it or what? You jumping ahead on me? What do you want, Willie? Are you are you over talking about the weight classes at forty nine? Or are you, no, you ready to trans? Well, I just, what? I just feel like I feel like tomorrow's show is going to be the same thing if we're making picks tomorrow. No, well, I feel like tomorrow we're getting into semis and finals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talking about quarters here. All right, really. I'm worried. We're we're already going. Jeez. Okay, so at fifty seven, Nolfberger, Deacon, Pantelio, Young, Blyze. Uh, Hayes, Barone, Perriot, Van Brill. Wow, a lot of pretty solid guys here. Quarters of note, not really. I'm not. Deacon will beat Blyze. Berger should beat Baroni. Or he could hit Perriot, which is – no, he couldn't. Wrong guy. That'll be, he'll have uh, Hayes. 
Pantelio Young. So I think this is a pretty chalk weight, and Nolf's going to win it. And I think, man, I I think he, Berger is probably the guy that makes the final just based on how well he's been wrestling. But I certainly still think Deacon's maybe the better guy. That's the interest to me is who makes the fi- I mean who makes the finals opposite Nolf. Um, you know they had the <clears throat> Big Ten yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that they uh, had the top ten matches of the year. I guess that were on, that were on the Big Ten network, and they replayed the the Deacon Burger match. And uh, I didn't realize how close. I I, I kind of remembered it being like one sided, but it it was close. It was a one pointish, he two almost had, match till the he end. almost had some takedowns. He just couldn't remember. He, yeah, he got in, couldn't finish, uh, which you know is rectifiable for sure. I mean, I think I think Deacon is the best overall talent apart from Nolf here, but seeing him, he didn't look like the same guy I saw at, at Vegas, where he just kind of ran through the weight, and I said he's the clear number two guy in the country right now. I haven't really seen that since he's been just been good but he's take he took that loss so give gave me a little pause but uh yep deep weight it's it's uh by ncaa rankings the toughest weight the toughest conference weight in the country just by kind of reverse scoring their their guys but then we go to 65 where we look like we'll have another marinelli wick semi white massa this one fell fairly chalk and it ended up with chinzo as the one which i think is just fine and um, I think I sort of have a love hate with that with this weight. Uh, Tell me why with this with this bracket because I you, okay so I'm cool with getting Marinelli and Wick okay because there's there's sort of there's action there and there's intrigue there but the other side with Massa White and Chenzo uh. Count up the scores between those guys. I don't know if they. I don't know if they scored a collective ten points in their previous six head-to-heads. Well, and, Wh- White and Massa had a um, Massa had a couple take two takedowns at Vegas against Massa, so that could be that could have some scores, right? But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's <clears throat> Isaiah White and Logan Massa, Vincenzo Joseph. That semi is going to be close. Their quarter uh, between White and Massa is going to be close. And, yeah, so there's not much intrigue there from a point-scoring perspective, I agree. Not for, Yeah, not from a point-scoring perspective. Also, I mean, the reason you – can, there can be good low-scoring matches. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, my frustration is – well, first of all, I get frustrated with Isaiah because it's so defensive. I mean, what was – what was the – the Bull beat him 2-0 – on yep. a riding time point, no and one escape. Shot. I mean, yep. nobody. That that's that's why I'm that's why I'm saying it gets frustrating. I don't mind watching an entertaining overtime one-one bout. I get frustrated when there's matches with zero shots, like the Bull and White. Like White or uh, Massa Chenzo was boring, right? So the end. Uh I don't know. It there was. It was kind of. It was hands to the face. There were attacks. two hands to the face calls. Yeah. Um, I felt like there were some pretty I, – I would classify that as a pretty exciting low-scoring match. I thought there were some good exchanges. I thought Massa was particularly offensive, and his offense um, actually <laughs> played into why he lost. He gave up that re-attack and lost, and it was the illegal return, apparently, when he leaves his feet. Which, which, what are you chuckling at, Nomsy? 
Which my question is with that return that's illegal, it doesn't matter if it's top bottom or if you're rear standing right from neutral, right? The the when you leave your feet and do that back trip, it's illegal no matter what the scoring scenario is, right? Yeah, I think the the mat return is misleading in the sense that like when we think mat return, we think top you're, bottom, but mm-hmm. it's like returning to the mat whether that is neutral or yeah. top. Because you can't do the double kickback if you're in rear standing just like that. So, yeah, it was technically illegal, and he does it so fast that you can't see that he's leaving his feet, but it is illegal. And if Casey Cunningham's in that quarter, he's opposite quarter. You know he's throwing that brick and, and getting that uh, mm-hmm. getting that overturned. So I wonder if, you know, could he get, like, could is this be something that comes back to bite Chenzo if he doesn't adjust and like stop do, using this return? Because it is illegal by apparently the the Brock Height uh, interpretation of the rule book, which <laughs> is as good as any interpretation that you get. It's in up wrestling. there. All right. So questions about White Massa. So um, last year they wrestled in the duel. Massa won three one in sudden victory. Uh, this year they wrestled in CKLV semis. Mm-hmm. Right. That one and that was um, it was six two, but uh, White got a late go behind off a Massa shot. Right. Um, Massa and Chenzo have wrestled four times. Three of them have been really close, um, including an overtime or maybe a couple overtimes actually, and then one kind of big one. But basically every time has been close. So if you are Chenzo, if you're Penn State, if you're Nittany Lion fan, who would you rather see? Because both of those guys are tough, but Chenzo obviously has beaten them every time in his college career. I would well, say Massa. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Massa, I think. You're starting to get this, starting to get this group of guys that have seen each other before. And it's not, it's not to the Evans Brown Storley Cokish levels, but it's you know, they're slow scoring. Okie doke. Uh, so, so you'd rather him see Massa Willie? Agree. If you're a Penn I'd State fan, you'd Chenzo? rather yeah. If you're a Penn State fan, who would you rather see, Gen, uh, Massa or White in the semis? I don't know. Maybe I mean, Ma- I'd rather I'd, I'd rather see White. I'd rather see Massa because I can take Massa down. That's that's why I said it. That's why I said it. I'd the- rather see. I well, yeah, maybe, but it's a lot more. Massa, in my opinion, it's a lot more work to win on top, and and than not be able to score a takedown. Well, I, I mean, the, the thing again, the thing about White is. I don't know. You got to feel pretty. White doesn't shoot. That's that's um, that's why I think he's a tougher matchup for Chinzo. Chinzo has awesome reattacks right now. He's got his own really really strong offense. But I think I think Massa maybe leaves himself a little more open than White might mm-hmm. uh, because Massa is just more offensive, right? So it plays into more what Chinzo wants to do. And you, when you're beating a guy four straight times, I, I think it's got to give you a little confidence. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my take as far as sixty five. Uh, 74, not a ton here. This is not a, this is not a great weight at the Big Ten. And Hall, Amin, Hall, Amin, Lighty, Labriola, Skatska, Smith, Christensen, Hughes. Not great. Um, Labriola, Skatska should be a good, um, good yeah, quarter. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good match uh, when they wrestled in the duel. Also, Smith, Lighty. The quarters will be interesting. I mean, obviously the firepower's at the top, but the, the quarters will be interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like uh, Labriola, Labriola had a, some close ones during the year. I thought coming out of redshirt, after his redshirt year, he would widen the gap a little bit. But 
Um, Sometimes on, on you're one not hand, satisfied it, with his with his major decision victories over <laughs> over Steve Bowman. Though. That was a famous take. Yeah. Keegan Shaw. Keegan Shaw. Oh yeah, Keegan Shaw. He majored your boy Rico Stormer to close out the year. Yes, you, he did. You're yet to give. Is that what this is all about? Hey, are you just mad about Rico the Rico Stormer? Loss? Somebody, somebody DM'd me. Although this could be gleaned from reading the roster, uh, but he's from like Montana or North Dakota or something like that, South Dakota. All right, all the way to Stanford. Um, Good for him. Cool. But the more you know. <laughs> Well, what I'm getting at is I thought I thought Labriola would widen the gap a little bit. Um, you know, he had close matches with Lighty. Uh, Keegan Shaw. <laughs> you say Keegan. Okay. Uh, He's about to go there again. I, put it this way. Well, I was about to go there. It wasn't. It was, com- it was close for like a long time. Five minutes, four minutes. Um, but I, listen, no, no. Offense to Ryan Christensen. I thought no way Labriola. At the end of last year, I thought no way Labriola would lose to Ryan Christensen. He did. I thought, um, you know, and, and he's had some other matches that were close-ish. It might bode well for Labriola in the long run, you know, going down the that, – that he was uh, – Skatska was really tight. I mean, Skatska was almost like miracle-ish. Um, yeah, he was down big late. Uh, I mean, folk-style big. Okay. 84. All right. I'm going to uh, – here's the thing. Here, I, I get what you did, Big Thing Coaches. It's cool. Let's just call it what it is, though. This ain't seeding. This, uh, this ain't seeding. Like, I get what you're doing. Big Thing Coaches, you think that Shakur is the second best guy, so you voted him that way. I honestly don't have an issue with it, but let's just call it what it is, right? Don't act like there's some, like, process here. You care about the wins and the losses. Because the, the guy doesn't have them, right, to, to justify being ahead of Taylor Vince and Emory Parker, two teams that Penn State was scheduled to wrestle, and he didn't wrestle those guys. So you think he's the second-best guy, and you voted it that way. You didn't think he had the—you can't possibly look me in the face, or especially this man in the face, and say, yeah, he had the second-best resume. They, they will not—you will not look will Nomad not in the look, eye. You will, you will not go nose-to-nose with Nomad. You will be so intimidated— but no, you'll be so. Intimidated. It's not right. It's it's uh. But it's fine. You know what? The the person who gets hosed in all this is Emory Parker, who is now on the same side as Miles Martin. Like, yo, I was there to wrestle you. You didn't wrestle. Now you're seated ahead of me. Because 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 he hasn't lost. And literally, Penn State fans are there. The video's like, well, he hasn't lost. Well, do you understand that if you don't wrestle the good guys on your schedule, you are less likely to lose? Like, you should just like be quiet. And understand, okay, you got a nice little thing here. You got to be opposite Miles Martin, and maybe that's the way it should be. But let's not pretend it's like there's any sort of resume justification for this because it doesn't exist. Kyle Bracky, what you got? Why would other Big Ten coaches put him too? I don't know. Like, why? I'm not saying, no, Nebraska, Illinois probably didn't. But, like, why would Iowa? Why would Wisconsin? Why would Michigan? It makes no sense to me. I don't know. Maybe they just looked at mo- most national rankings have him ranked second in the country somehow. So they're like, well, I mean, I don't understand that either. I don't, I mean, normally the rankings are pretty aligned with this. There's like a huge disparity between us and every other one. Um, so I, I don't, I don't quite understand it. I, I, I think that's a great point, Bracky. Why would they say, yeah, we'll go with this uh, other than 
maybe they think it helps their own case. Like, all right, let's get him at the two, and that'll help my guy. It doesn't help Jelani Embry. I know that. Right. Coaches, coaches shouldn't be doing rankings or seats. Yeah. Fair. I'm, I'm going to keep all my points short. Number one, you got it wrong. Number two. short offense. Number two, I think it's ridiculous that they didn't put the, the points out there. So not only this weight, but any weight, no coach knows – what what they need to come prepared for in the seating meeting? They is Shakur so far ahead that um, that they can't argue him down or up? Mm. I don't like Ranch, that at no all. Um, number three, this is not okay. Look, I, I know we had the discussion earlier about Joe Smith and exceptional situations. Mm-hmm. Kyle Snyder, the last few years was an exceptional situation. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't ducking. He was trying to win. GD Olympic titles and going to Oregon and Clubs Cup and Medved. Okay, he was clearly on another level. This is not one of those situations. Mm. Okay, he's returning no. All American. Shakur is awesome. He's a Southern Scuffle champ. Okay, here are his wins: Jelani Embry, Mason Reinhardt, Brendan Devine. Brendan Devine, I'm sorry, you're you could kick my ass, but you and I have the same amount of big, of wins at, at the Division One level. Brendan Devine has zero wins. That, that, that loss doesn't matter. And if Brendan Devine wants to out. wants to toss me on my head, he is more than welcome to. We can arrange that. I have a. Yeah, we can, we should arrange that. Number one and number two, I think the big thing that's missing in all this is that Rashid missed several matches going to rehearsals for Cats on Broadway. <laughs> he... No, it wasn't Cats. It was Rent. It was not Cats. Was I got this. I have this confirmed. But but getting back to to the actual thing, whether whether it's it's. You think he's the best or whatever. The body of work doesn't justify it. It's Embry, Reinhardt, Divine, And in terms of who's getting screwed, like, look, we, we knew somebody was going to get screwed because Vens beat Parker, Parker beat Wilkie, Wilkie beat Vens, right? So we knew that somebody was, was going to get hosed there. Cash Wilkie has one loss, okay, it wrestled everybody in his path, okay? Shakur didn't wrestle Vens. He didn't wrestle Miles. He didn't wrestle Parker. Do you think he would be undefeated? And, and I don't even want to play that game, but you got it wrong, okay? And and and, and I, I to I agree with Bracky. I don't know why they would do this. I, I want to know how close it was. Um, I'm gonna look this them is, all in the eye. This is not an exceptional situation like Kyle Snyder. Um, and this is this is this is like Penn State is good, and so let's just put them two. And if Shakur makes the finals and beats the crap out of everybody, awesome. But he it, didn't earn this. It there needs to be some level of objectivity. Yeah, and, and th- it's not a dunk uh, on this take if Shakur makes the finals. That's not. I mean, it's, that's not. What it's we're not even about. a no. If that has nothing to do. If 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 Shaq makes the finals, don't go pointing fingers at Nomad, because the point is, you want to surprise. You want you want him to prove it. Do it from the four or five. Doing yeah. it from the two or three don't mean nothing. Yeah, and and again, just getting back to did did uh, here's a thought: is is this something where hey maybe Ohio State's lobbying like I'm I'm sure Tom Ryan wants him at the two, right? Because I mean no. you you know he's gonna smash. Uh, although Parker's beaten Miles Martin, so it's maybe yeah. not the best chess. Ohio, St- Ohio State ain't worried about anybody. Yeah, that's true. Miles is gonna yeah, smash Ohio, all these dudes. Ohio State wants wants him on. As Ohio State wants him on their <laughs> side. Yeah. They probably do. They beat him in the semis, knock him down, keep him from getting finals points. Yeah. Right. Oh, very good point. Very good point. All right. I don't have any theories. I don't know why they did this. I don't think we need to talk about it much more. It's certainly not rooted in anything that happened this year. 
if he wrestled, if he had that resume, you cannot look me in the face and tell me if he wrestled for Indiana that he would be the two seed. There's, just, there's no way that would happen. That is precisely my point. No that is precisely my there's point. There's no way. Remove the singlet. Just look at the resume. Remove the singlet. Just look at well, the resume. Remove the hair cap. That's the it, thing, too. Let's go back to the rankers for a second, okay? Because um, it, it's it's one thing for the coaches to look at rankings and just say, uh, yeah, Shakuri's good. He wrestles for Penn State. Um but it's the rankers that are doing that. If that was Devin Skatska, that All-American seventh last year, mm-hmm. and ninety-seven, and this year had, and this year had the wins that he had. A guy from Indiana ain't getting a two. Ain't no way. That dog just won't run. All right, that's eighty-four. You're it's wrong. You know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. And you need to apologize. Op, get him with that op. Holding down. Kamal Bay. Um. Wilkie Parker, quarter, that's fun. Embry Shakur was actually a pretty competitive match um, that Shakur won. He did not look very Shakurish in that particular bout. Vince Reinhardt, not a lot of heat here. Miles um, Martin is the man. He's going to be a Hodge finalist when it's all said and done. If he starts lining up, this is here's the other thing. That alternative top-bottom lineup thing, that's a great way to go from a dark horse to a front runner. If you start lining up incorrectly, yet correctly, Miles Martin, this could be your path to, to getting in that Hodge uh, finalist shortlist. <laughs> so think about it. 97, not much to talk about here. This is not a, not a great weight. Bo Nichols is going <clears> to <throat> win this weight. Will he pin everybody? Mm. What's interesting is he could potentially see Schultz in the semi, who gave him his toughest match, a 6-4 type of win. I think it was, I think mm. it was a two-point win, maybe three. But Schultz would have to beat Brunner, who's having had a nice year. Colin Moore, Jacob Warner, uh, semi. Oh, who was it? Did you say that? Oh, you said so definitively, Nomad, yesterday. I think Bracky, you were there. That if Bo Nickel wrestled Jacob Warner, you guarantee he would pin him. Do you do you, do you guarantee that? All right, he guarantees a pin. <laughs> I hope we see that match. Not that I we really can't. Ca- well, Warner would have to beat Moore. Is that where the yeah. seats yeah. have it? Warner ain't beating Moore. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But can, I'm kind of with Nomad. I think that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. I hate that I really come off as a Jacob Warner hater because of, like, all the things I've said. It's not that I don't, I don't like him. I just – I I've said this time and time again. I think next year's year he makes the jump. <clears throat> I think this year he's going to go through some things, take his lumps, and next year he's going to make his jump. Third year, big jump. Can we pause real quick to talk about the, the, the Hodge implications? Okay, as long as there's no Dylan Anderson. Brad I'm going to pause it. I've been wanting to pause for a little while now since I've noticed that you have your thumbs through those thumb holes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can we get it rolling on that? Yeah, I don't get it. But Twitter, I, Twitter there. I don't thumbs know. up, but, or Facebook Live, thumbs up or thumbs down on the – on the holes. Here's the thing: this the, the the arms on this are too long, mm. and I don't like them. And I don't I don't want to roll it up, so I'm doing it like this. I don't care if, if you don't like it. Screw you. I like it. Okay, he's <laughs> going Instagram again. Okay, don't get him yelling at people again, Willie. Okay, but real quick, so back to back to Hodge. So <laughs> North, thir- thirteen pins in twenty three matches. Bo fifteen pins in twenty two matches. Um, CP doesn't like this one. I like this. Uh, North spending an average of four forty one on the mat. So average time his matches and before the second period's over. Nickel three thirty six on the mat. Uh, 
Nickel is firmly in control of the Hodge as it stands right now. It's true. Any arguments from the no, people with actual Hodge votes? He's got um he's got he's got a he's got an edge here, but a couple decisions could could change things. My my thing is this what if, uh, just looking at his path, like how, how could this change going into NCAAs, right? I don't want to get into NCAAs yet. But sure. let's say he, he'll have the eight or nine. He's got someone good in his quarter. What if he bonuses in round one and he smashes in his quarter, right? He's got Baroni or Perriot, and then he's going to be in the semis against Pantaleo. What if he puts up bonus against those guys? and he bon- If he bonuses through big tens, that would mean more to me than Nickel pinning his way. Well, I don't think Nickel's going to pin Colin Moore again, but... Uh, maybe it would, so maybe I would be impressed. But I, I think Nolf has an opportunity to like catch up in the bonus department. Real quick, so because they seeded all of them at 157, Nolf's going to have a first-round bye, whereas Nickel could not. Mm. Nickel could wrestle my first round, so that could be that They're could be a, a for jump Nickel. for him. It's very clear. Um, and then real quick, looking back at Bo Nickel's uh, Big Tens career, 9-1, five bonus point wins, uh, four of which are pins. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, I thought we would go with Nolf there. That would no. I just I, you're just I, all in on Nickel. Got yeah, it. I'm 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 team Nickel when it comes to the Hodge. Yeah, very clearly. Um, He's better. He's got better numbers. Better so far. Heavyweight. He gonna win. Uh, Tony Caesar got the two. He'll have to beat uh, Mason Paris to for the right to wrestle Gable Stevenson, <laughs> who is really good and not gonna lose probably ever in college and. Beyond that, I don't know what there is. I want – man, I'm, I'm dead serious. Iowa won't do this, but I would not I would not judge them at all if Sam Stold made the quarters and said, uh, injury defaulting immediately here, and then I'll wrestle back and, and try to qualify that way. What – Can you injury default and continue, right? That's not like a – You can injury default. You can't – I don't think you – you can't you forfeit. You have to start the match. You have to start the match. One second. Towel, it just ain't raise. worth it. It's not worth it. That guy's going to be on your legs like crazy. Um, Ohio State did this a few years ago with um, Jake Ryan. You're right. Against Nolf? They, yeah, they didn't wrestle Nolf and let him try to wrestle back. He didn't qualify, but they did that. Jake Ryan's the man. Will they Will they go Jake Ryan here? I don't know. I think they should. Con- I seriously think you should consider it. I don't think it's chicken. I think it's pragmatic. I always been pragmatic with Stoll throughout this year. And... You know what? Roll NCAA's sure. Yeah, you roll the dice, but you're trying to get this guy there. There it's he's basically the worst matchup he's ever encountered in his life. It's smart. And Gable Stevenson is the most merciless guy there is, and he's going to want to prove a point uh against and he would never try to hurt Stoll, but it doesn't take a lot to hurt a guy like Sam right now at this stage in his career. I think you forfeit that match. I'm dead serious or injury default. Call me what that's you, serious. Call me everything. I, I mean, think that's smart. Gable, no, I'm, I'm not saying that Gable would try to hurt him, but Gable's Gable isn't going to have mercy on him and not move him around. No, right? He's not going to not take a low single. Um, so, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm He's not going to not take a. Low He's not going to not shoot on Sam Stoll's legs. Um, I mean, you know, definitely will. I'm not saying Gable. We're not saying foul play. By yeah, of course Gable. not. But um, he's not going to take it easy on him either. The, the athletic freaks. They're going to say, oh, Sam Stoll's been injured. 
I just, uh, you know, I'll score my takedown and then, you know, we'll call it a day. No. He heard it. He heard his. He had serious knee injuries against Gwiz, mm-hmm. Austin Schaefer. Okay, athletic heavies, athletic heavies. Oh my, Gable's another. Well, Gwiz and Gable are probably a comparable level of athleticism at this point. But but maybe, you know, as far as upside athleticism, Gable maybe just a completely Austin different Schaefer. Level. Austin, the big chief. Hey man, U.S. Open champion Austin Schaefer. Don't don't. Where is don't. He? He's at Cornell, I think, or he was. Left. Okay. those are, That's large tens. Well, but it, hold on. We didn't actually talk about the quarters. Jennings beat Paris twice and Singletary split with Hilger. So entertainment value, it's there, guys, for upsets and all sorts of things. It's there. Don't try to predict it, though. No, no. All, all those guys. Other than the other. final. Other than the final. Stay away. Stay away from anything before the final. Yeah. Don't, don't make chicken bets. Don't make uh, Your Majesty's bets. Farm bets. Stay away. Yeah, farm bets. I may make a farm bet. You never know. I'm crazy. On like a quarterfinal? Oh, not on a quarter. No. Yeah, yeah. We're talking before. Okay. Um, all right. We have to talk about uh, Dan Koloff mm. because that happened and juicy stuff happened. There was a lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, Ben Askren, the film happened. There oh, was a on. ref in New England happened. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ref in New England. Um, He's mad at us because we, I guess, because we have the match and we said what he did, and uh, he, he's not happy <laughs> about that. Um, sorry. We showed it. Yeah, we showed it. Um, but no, Koloff. Let me talk about Koloff. Jordan Burroughs beat Frank Chimizo soundly. This is no longer a rivalry. He okay. put it on him. He put it on. He beat him three times. The time he didn't beat him, he should have beat him. He's better than Frank Chimizo. He looked. He looked yeah. stronger at the weight. I thought he was moving well. I thought he looked very powerful. He got it done against Bexod, who is an emerging uh, – uh, not emerging, who is a threat to what Jordan Burroughs wants to do, which is win the Worlds this year. I was super encouraged to see him look this that good on the two-day scratch weight. Now, James Green says the weight cut is not a thing for Jordan. That's news to me. That's not what was being reported at Budapest um, this year. They said the weight cut was tough. Jordan Burroughs talked about it. You know, weight cut's tough. The things he had to do to, to make the weight. Wasn't so there, I don't know. After Final X, yeah. Wasn't there even saying, speculation? Uh, sorry. What wasn't do you there mean? speculation that he would go 79 for Koloff? <laughs> I mean, he was registered. Like for the Uregan, he was registered at 79. <laughs> so uh, you, can tell me, you can tell me the weight cut's not a thing, but there's there's some evidence between Jordan Burroughs' words, the fact he was entered 79 at Uregan, and the fact that, you know, he's he was making it on day before, and now it's day of. I think it. I think it's something. And so he's worth thirty, notable. right? So your metabolism's yeah. different. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I look. James is with him every day, so James yeah, he, knows, right? He but. certainly would know better than me. But I'm just. I'm just going. And the fact that they're they're talking about why we're not sending a, a gangbusters team to World Cup. We're sending a our basically a B squad or worse. It's. The guys didn't think they could hold the weight and make it again in a short period of time. Like, that was one of the factors, one of the sole factor. But, um, yeah, the making weight again, scratch, was was something that they were concerned about. And Jordan Jordan among them. So, I listen, I, I'm not pulling this weight cut thing out of thin air. There's, there's some... I wonder if the – I mean, on one hand, it is more of a challenge for Jordan – to do the two-day weigh-in thing, 74 kilograms, getting older. On the other hand, with I mean, he's a consummate pro. With his discipline 
And with the challenge of that, I don't know. It might be a benefit to him. Uh, Maybe. No, I, I agree with that, Willie. And, you know, I, I think the biggest takeaway is I, I thought he looked really, really sharp, right? Yeah. But his offense yeah. looked good. I mean, he had, he had a vintage – um, maybe Lauren Burroughs doesn't like that we're using vintage. <laughs> I don't know why. Vintage just means like as good as it ever was to me, like a classic, <laughs> a classic Jordan Burroughs double leg. But I was actually talking about a vintage JB kind of scramble against Bexod where he's got that single leg and he's, I mean, he got to rear standing or close to it. I mean, he sh- should have scored, right? But just Burroughs being the, it just fighting it to the end. And he comes out on top with a takedown and it's like, Wow. And you even saw the corner Bexod's corner like like what the heck? Like right. he he does that. He has that in him. Now he gave up some points to Bexod. Bexod wrestled him really tough. Um and you Bexod's know, I don't know. dang good. I, he's dang good. And let's talk about this. Bexod's at the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. And how did he score? No, I thought it was I Far thought it was ankle. questionable too. I don't think it was two either. But Far ankle. but he did get him in that situation and that was that was um he, he Bexod had JB in two tough situations. Now, the one time JB came out on top and won an incredible scramble. The second time he didn't. I thought it should have just been a push out. But they gave him the two. That far ankle scramble is going to be there probably every time they wrestle. And, again, JB a pro. But that's, you know, Bexod's in the best room for far ankle. Far ankle. How do you feel about that? Oh, you know how I feel. When did that, when did that happen, by the way? Um, approximately August. How did we not know about this? Uh, yeah. Well, I, any other room would probably make it yeah. news that they had a world medalist in their squad, but That's everything's a, no. But we, we weren't. We, I'll put it on me. I, I wouldn't pay attention. They tweeted about um, him w- getting his medal at the World Championships. He's been in a couple pictures. He's been he's been um, doing like clubs and, and camps there. So well, I didn't know. Um, I, I, but I don't know. I'm putting that. I'm putting that on me. I'm the guy who's supposed <laughs> no, to. Right, I'm, thank, I'm the guy who's supposed hey, to pay attention to the scene. Thank you stuff. for taking responsibility. Like I should have reported this earlier. <laughs> no bad. I'm not gonna let you. Take that, but I appreciate I appreciate that you're saying that. Listen, I don't like it. I don't like it. Maybe I used to like it, but now I don't like it, and I'm allowed to change well, my mind. I don't like that Chimizo trains in New York. I don't like that. I kind of do. I, I don't like no. I don't like American resources well, going to t- to make things harder for us. I don't like there's, that. There's, there's a bunch of things going on with it. There's a bunch of things I want to know how you feel. Number one, um. There's the thing that, how do you feel about him wrestling for Uzbekistan, Christian? Uh, Is that in inbounds or out of bounds on that one? I don't know the the. I don't know. I don't know Bexod's full story. I know he wrestled at Clarence. I think I He's think no, that one's in. I think that one's totally inbounds. He was born there. Wasn't he was he? born in Tashkent. Who are the Who are we talking about? Not that Opico. It's fake. Fake. He's not. He's an American. He's an I'm, American. I'm asking. I'm, Oh, yeah, You're very no. passionate about the subject. I am passionate about it uh, because I don't know if you know this. This is not a coincidence, but USA Wrestling. That's who I like to see win. I like USA wrestlers to win. And I like Americans. Hey. I like Americans to wrestle for America, right? Call me idealistic. I think Americans should wrestle for America when you're from the United States of America. When you enjoy the comforts of this great nation, perhaps you should represent us, right? That's just a thought. <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. It could be crazy. And yeah, I used to not care. I, I used to not care when it was Devon Mijic and Dave Habit and all these guys training here. I didn't care. Franklin Gomez, I didn't care. Now I care. Now it bothers me. It didn't always. And now I thought about it more. I've matured. I've grown in wisdom and stature. And now 
I think it's bad, and I don't like it anymore. I'm sorry. I, I have one, just a simple one final question on it. So, um, no, there's lots of questions. Two part, well, this. no, just but I know, but we, we don't have a lot of time. Short two offense. part question. Short offense. Are you okay with NCAA Division One colleges recruiting guys from other countries to wrestle on their Division One team? Yeah, I love it. Are you, and so you are then not okay with them staying there after college and continuing to train with that RTC? Apparently not. Okay, that's all. I'm 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 with Christian, um, but I'm with them. But it's gonna happen. But anyway, yeah, well, we... Beckside I think is a Beckside wrestling for Uzbekistan is actually the right thing in my opinion. Um, I'm I'm against Christian on on. It, if we're specifically talking about Beckside, the guy was born there. He came over for college. He's Uzbek. He's, he's never not wrestled for his. Well, go tr- go train in the in the Tashkent RTC then, Bexod. <laughs> That's a separate issue. I know. No, I know. I, I'm 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 now, actually maybe willing to concede. That's why I didn't definitively say he should be wrestling for America. That's um, the second question. The second question is: Are you cool with him training at the New Lion Wrestling Club? Christian obviously has. And and it's not because it's Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. It's because it's American coaching and resources. Okay, it could mm-hmm. be any, any. Now, but there's a third. There's a third prong of that, and wow. that is how come? And because I, this isn't just Christian. There's there's listeners out there that will agree with Christian. How come you didn't care when he was training at Harvard mm-hmm. or at somewhere else? How come you didn't care in 2014? You know, Bexad. Immediately after after college, Beckside was a medal threat and then did win medals. Won a medal in Nobody 14. Met, in 14, yeah, in Tashkent. Uh, but that's, now— That's now, what I've said. That's what I said. Yeah. I did, I, I've acknowledged. I didn't really care about it. I didn't talk about it. I thought more about it. I don't like it anymore. It had nothing to do—obviously, <laughs> I didn't even realize Beckside was at Nittany Line until this week. I went on a whole rant about this with Pico not yeah. that long ago. That, that's how I feel. I didn't like it. I don't like it now. I retroactively don't like it. I would slap 2014 CP and say, this should bother you. And now it bothers me. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. And, and while I disagree with CP, like he definitely has, he definitely should have the right to change your mind. You shouldn't be locked in on this opinion. Like, yeah, that's, I reserve the right to be wrong. Yeah, he could, he could change his mind on that. That's perfectly fine. I agree. I agree with CP, but there's, there's different situations. We need to get I mean, I think, involved. I think, Someone get Bender on the different. horn. I need I need right, so, a, I need to bend his ear. So now that's that's, there. that's seventy-four. We gotta talk about one Jordan Oliver, the pride of the six one oh, Easton, Pennsylvania's own. The man you looked good, it. and then his he got his feet stepped on seventy six times. Quite a bit. Bajrang is very fast. He wrestles extremely hard, his pace is ridiculous, and he steps on your feet. I do not want to wrestle him. He's gonna Doesn't Jordan, seem fun. He he, he he picked J.O. apart with the same move like four times uh, in in that second period. And to me, it was – to me, it was – look, Bajrang's good. Bajrang kind of like Bexod. I mean, you think, you, you know, you think you got a guy figured out. Or you think, he, yeah, he's all right. Like, Be- Bexod, I think – I feel like the, the – Common perception of Bexod has been, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's really all right. All right, Bexod's good. Yeah. Bajrang, the same thing. I think Bajrang won some tournaments with not a great field or a medal that may be a weight. And they were like, okay, one good performance. Okay, two good performances. Okay, he won some tournaments, but how was the field? 
And now I think people are finally like, yo, Bazrang pretty all right. So he's definitely um, pretty all right. But Jo with the weight cut, I think that uh, once he, I think it's good for him to get down two day weigh in. I don't think that you know that was Jo's best effort, but Bazrang did you know pick him apart. My my two things that um, first of all, peak Jo is the best guy in this country, in my opinion, at 65. Um, I don't oh, know was if a- Frank's coming down or not, but he's wrestled the last two at 70. If he comes down, maybe those two are the finals. But right now, um, what I'm seeing, Jay is the best guy at 65 right now. So the, the other th- uh, the other thing, I didn't like that, – that Argentine is tougher than people give him credit for, but I didn't like that he had to – he had to uh, win criteria in that one. I, uh, that was fourth match off the scale, um, yeah, d- and I think was, he needed yeah. to – to to get get his stuff going, um, but that then, was clearly that was clearly weight. Yeah, it was a but, line but then, of demarcation where where Jordan shut it down. Yeah, uh, but then the rest of the matches he looked really good in, in the second period. Scored most of his points in the second period, so so I really like that. But the 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 issue right now in terms of really elite guys where he's been losing matches, his leg defense right now. Bajrang with the sticky foot, and then Chikayev's pick. Um, so the the last couple times seeing against super elite guys. He has had some trouble defending leg attacks. Um, now, Jo's is is the man and, and can outscore basically anybody. But right now, if you're looking at where where he's vulnerable against the super high-level guys and what may prevent him from winning a medal well, or getting to the finals, it's it's some leg attack stuff. I don't really consider – I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong or have a difference of opinion, but I don't consider Bajrang elite technically. Um. So I I think that I think that what Bazrang was able to do had a lot to do with one had the pace for six minutes and one didn't. Yeah, I mean I love I was Bracky and I were watching that match and I just love that pace is a thing in freestyle like it's a thing and you have to be ready to go six minutes. There's nowhere to run and yeah I I don't know how much it is. I, I'll I'll give a little more credit technically than maybe you will to Bazrang. I, I think there's. There's a, a lot of skill involved with what he, he was doing and the the adjustments he made that weren't there in the first period to second period. I, I, I give a lot of credit there. So but J.O. and and I don't I, I think Zane is still the biggest threat to J.O., not not so, Frank Molinero down at sixty five. So here here here's a question. They were kind of saying there was some rumors that Zane was kind of feeling a little bit too big for sixty five too, right? Two day way. Well, but that that was just, I mean, he could. That that was just off of the NCAA season. Now right. it's under. It's fine now. So here's a question for you. It was being talked about on the Matt.com, the message boards. Um, oh boy, this is a great question. How do you see 65 right now for the Open? Oh, yeah, because you got you got Jo Logan McKenna. Um, I mean, Zane, Jo. J.O. beat Zane in like a non-thing match, right? I mean, that, that was can't just like count. Those fake weigh-ins. Right, Jordan, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How do you um, seed it? I have no idea. I mean, I think, well, number one will be... I bet Logan gets Logan. Will, Logan should get the one. What? Okay. A lot of precedent for that. A lot of precedent for what? I mean, well, when one, guy's turning, out, one guy's competing. I don't, when's the last time the other's competing? I understand that, but when when a returning nat, uh, world team member um, 
whether they wrestle or not against any of those guys, they're going to get the one. Yeah, he's going to be the one. It's, it's a matter of where do you put Zane, who has not really uh, yeah. wrestled a ton. Where do you put J.O.? Where do you put McKenna? I think I think you could put Zane maybe at the two or J.O. at the two, two, three for those guys. Well, and, I mean, if you're going back, yeah, right. How far do you go back? Um, you can't. You Here's the thing. Can't go back more than a Here's year. a problem. You cannot. It, it, this is our issue with international wrestling. With it, you can't seed this fairly. It's not NCAA's where you have this like comparable. It's like I, I don't even know if it's worth diving into. I right know, now. I, I, but but it's such a crazy <laughs> question. It's like how do you even know? Unless there are it specific head to heads, it has to be subjective. Well, like, that's, just what, that's what be. I'm getting at. You can't count that that goofy match, but it's the only head to head. But before that, you have to go back. To, J.O. was suspended a year, but then how far do you go back for Zane? And then, uh, so theoretically, do you put McKenna the two? No, I don't know. All right, well, let's we can focus maybe more on that as the time comes. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea how they're going to seed the seed the open. Um, so that was that was Koloff Snyder won. Um, Gave up. To, uh, got got a gut wrench. Good. His gut wrench is getting better. Still gave up a four. He gives up a lot more fours than the average three-time world champ. So good, he's getting gut wrenches. Bad, he still sometimes gives up fours. Yeah, it happens. And then Gilman. It was a solid field, though. Yeah, yeah. the leopard didn't make it to him, unfortunately. We'll yeah. never see that match. And then last thing, um, Gilman's leg defense against Vangeloff was not um, ideal. So that's 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 a little concerning for 57 right now. Okay. I don't understand why. Uh, listen, I know that Mark Perry knows what he's doing, but it was, this was kind of pre-Mark Perry even. But I don't understand why Gilman plays the pace and hand fight and push him to the edge game until he's losing, and then he tries shooting. I, at least, I don't know. He can score. I think I think Gilman will tell you the same thing. He said the exact same thing after his world performance. Well, like he didn't take enough shots. I think between his match here and the matches we saw at Uregan, he's been way more offensive than mm-hmm. what we saw last year and in, in Budapest. It's it's the the defensive stuff I'm more concerned with right now. Right. And and mm-hmm. you know Gilman Gilman's a, a pro and it. Man, if there's someone better besides you know maybe JB and and maybe Dake in terms of game planning and preparing match preparation than Gilman, you know Gilman's right up there with the best. So I think he'll <laughs> get a lot of that stuff cleaned up, but. Um, those are the things, you know, it, right now we don't really care as much about wins and losses. We care about how they're wrestling, right? We, we really care about how they're wrestling. And, and that's that's the, the area of concern for me right now with Gilman. All right. Yeah. Q's mess. So we got friends. They have questions. They're not Willie's friends. They're just me and Nomad. My and friends Tyler. are in low places. Yeah, we know. We're yeah. well aware. Um, easy one. What kind of uh, car does Mitch Bowman ride into NCAAs? One, he made – he may not get a ride. Um, he's going to need to earn that ride. He might be Ubering. <laughs> if not, um, it'll be a Chevy Dodge, my favorite kind of car. How, um, how likely is it that the Big Ten sweeps at NCAAs, wins all 10 weights? It's, it's zero likely. What are you talking about? They have, eight, not, number, they have eight number ones. I don't know about zero It's likely. not going to happen. Z- zero likely? All right. 125, 133. No, 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 no. You're missing the point. I'm not saying they can't, 
I'm saying. No. Odds do you know are, what zero? Happen. Do you know what zero likely means? Yeah, that zero likely so can. means can't. All right, I ain't picking it. Mr. Okay. Specificity. You okay. picking it? I don't know, man. I'm not ruling it out. I mean, there's a few that it's just like locks that the Big Ten's gonna have the champ. It's 41 is the is the one. That's really tough. Well, 33, Dayton. Yeah, I know, but but the thing is with 33, you've got... Oh, you're saying they have more title threats than... Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's yeah, bullets. You got you mm-hmm. got Stevon, you've got Soriano, you've got DeSanto. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, man, they really could. I just... Has it ever happened? I don't think so. Last year, Big Ten swept the Big Tens. They, were, Plus, they, they won every title. I mean, the reason I roll it out right away is because... Yanni, that's why. Okay, I'm fair. That's fair. I'll allow it. Hunter Sharpless, who's the worst, he works here. <laughs> he was asking a bunch of questions. I'll ask this one because it's funny. If the wrestler is doing referee position, what is the referee doing? Thank you. Res- wrestler's position, I guess. Wrestler's position. I don't know. It's a fair question. I've never understood it really why. Is. Why is it called referee's position? Referees stand the whole time. Really neutral should be referee's position. I think we need a we need a, a charcoal drawing of, of that to make that make yeah. sense in the rule book. So thank you, Hunter, for drawing uh, attention to these real issues. This is bullcrap, Bill Alexander. What is the legal way to defend against a Russian tie regarding Burroughs versus Chimizo? Those refs were so involved with Jordan against yeah. Chimizo, it was driving me crazy. He had a two-on-one. He did what your little league coach showed you, what his high school coach showed him. Was you post the, the head. You post the neck. And they hit him for uh, uh, a hands to the – I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's hand to the face thing. But it was like on the side of it. That's how you it clear was on a two-on-one. That was it's objectively bad call. Nothing to do with America. That was a that was a bad call. I think it has everything to do with America. That guy, that guy was. He way was terrible. He was in yeah. over his skis. There was there was another really. Uh, I think it was the edge takedown call that was really really bad. I'd have to. I need to go back and rewatch the match. Are you talking about Chimizo? Uh huh. Oh well, but both of it was it was three two at the break, and right. you're like, Jordan's got this. The way Chimizo was scoring versus the way Jordan was coming at you were like. No, good. The, 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 those points were – he wasn't earning those points. I, I just can't remember how it was how it was scored. There was a, I think there was a weird takedown given to yes. Chimizo yes. that was bull. Um, and I don't think they challenged either, which is maybe smart. But, yeah, no, Bill Alexander, I don't know what the legal way to defend a two-on-one is if you can no longer post the head or post <laughs> on the neck. If you can't do that anymore, you got to attack the wrist or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Mike Mike Mal will have to have a breakdown on that. Great question here from Randy Slotnick. Maybe it's not worth indulging, but if Kassar, a.k.a. Caesar, beats Gable at Big Tens, who gets the one seed? Because then you'll have Kasser beats Gable, Gable beat White, White beat Kasser. I think it would probably go to... Uh, Stoll. <laughs> Stoll. Yep, so Randy, it will be Sam Stoll. White will get it. You think? Yeah. Okay. Just because... I- Here's the thing at the very at the very top. I would go with the Big Ten champ. Well, what I'm saying is at the very sure maybe, but at the very top, they're not going to go. They're not going to put somebody who lost in the conference finals maybe, number one. Right, it's just not going to happen. Well, yeah, of course. I'm not, so then, I, so then the head to head is what comes in. I bet. I feel that. See what I'm saying? Um, would Ben Askren have fought Woodley if he had to? Or are they too good of friends? He will never fight. Tyron. No. Never. Not even not you even, gotta offer a, him a not even if there's a fire. He won't, <laughs> he won't do it. 
He's he's gonna ask Tyron for his blessing to fight Marty from Nebraska. He said he won't fight him unless Tyron gives the okay. Those he, guys are boys. They're never fighting. They're together. He was trying to be in Woodley's corner. Got it cleared with the UFC, and then they said no later. Yeah. Like Ben wanted to be in Woodley's corner for the Marty fight. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Fighting. Why not? Just so weird. It was just. It was weird. I don't know. But that happened, and they never fighting. Yeah, they're not. They're never gonna fight. If the evening version of Willie had to wrestle the nomad version who is yelling at people on Instagram, would there be a DQ from hands to the face? If so, who would win? There's multiple ways this ends in a DQ. It could end in a DQ because Willie keeps trying to tie his shoes and stalls <laughs> out completely. Um, I'm not sure what Nomad would do illegal. If if the somersaulting out of a ball and chain becomes illegal, that is possible. Um, Bracky, how do you see this match playing out? Uh, Willie dying about a minute in. One minute. You're yeah. giving him a lot of credit there, Bracky. I am. He, he, he'll figure out ways to stall to get up to a minute. <laughs> you guys are missing a key a key aspect of this con- of this question. Oh. N- nighttime. Nighttime Willie. You know oh, what he's saying there. Super strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Butt no, heavy Willie. He, he's saying I got a couple in me. Yeah. Well, your balance could be off then. Your balance could no. be off. Some stuff changes when when it's when it's, when there's a couple in me. Oh, you flip a switch. Well, well first I don't of know if you, listen, you forget how tired you are. I don't know. You <laughs> might get reminded quicker than you realize. <laughs> when's the last time you had a couple? When's no? Hold on. But it's gonna be hands to the face. There's gonna be fisticuffs. Well, then you get DQ'd for punching. So Nomad wins. I'm raising his hand. Nomad just beat the, you. The most epic wrestling match I ever had was not a sanctioned match when me and a, and a um. Oh, fella in the Navy had oh, a, a few too many soda pops. <laughs> I'm done. And that wrestled. Disgusting. I mean, forget it. And and wrestled on the the somebody's basement floor, and that was oh my god. Oh wait, I got I want to I got something for uh, Casey. I want to I want to show you. I want to bring in to for Casey to Pittsburgh. Tell him who Casey right is. Casey Kreider. Tell, the, tell him who Casey is. Uh, official long snapper of fluorescing and football and Pro flow bowler. What Pro is, bowler. Did you know this was happening? I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's he doing went. either. He just left. I think he's coming back soon. All right, he's got his headphones back on. Okay. All right, Willie, what you got for us? This is the best brand ever. Oh, it's sarsaparilla. sarsaparilla. Oh, yeah, he wants to have a sarsaparilla with us. What does it taste? What is, does it taste like root beer? It's a, it's, a, it's a cross between probably root beer and birch beer. Okay. Oh, I love both. Sarsaparilla. He really has a sarsaparilla. Yeah, we're going to have a sarsaparilla with... Um, with uh, Casey, hopefully this year. Um, well, this is a good qu- question. Rye asks FRL, but it will take a long time to do it, and it's nine thirty-three here in Austin, Texas. But he asks, "Can we get a heading into postseason tiers? Interested to see how perceptions have changed since the start." So I think we should do this tomorrow. Which yes, tomorrow we're doing FRL because Thursday we're going to large tens. So um, I'll be at EIWAs. He'll be at EIWAs. Will, Willie will be at yeah. PI Triple A's. Um, Neil Cutsinger will. Oklahoma State used the Penn State uh, Caesar rule and sent two guys at 165. They should look into it. Mm-hmm. They should look into it. Oh they filed God. the paperwork. Yeah, I, I heard you, that too. Remember, last year Penn State fan, I a Penn State fan before I get in trouble, a Penn State fan asked, it was are you not sure just you can't one. send two? It was, it was not just Several. one. It, was, it wasn't two. It wasn't even three. Several. They sent us the red shirt rule or like the open tournament rule. You could have multiple hey, wrestlers enter. You never know. 
Listen, has anybody a, looked into this? <laughs> we we did. Turns out Oklahoma State fans know that you can only send one wrestler. Yeah, it's too bad. It would be kind of cool if they could, but womp they womp. but they can't. Um, all right, we gotta ask this one. Ethical dilemma that only FRL friends are prepared to handle. Asked David Bray. Our local Mexican restaurant was indicted for laundering money for the Sinaloa <laughs> cartel and El Chapo. But he put that many U's in there. Those burritos are dang good. What do I do? Keep eating there or no? Listen, I, I don't. This David, is not even you know a question. That Christian fully supports El Chapo. You, you already know. There. You eat there. You support him. But also, honestly, it. It adds to the authenticity of mm-hmm. the burrito place. If you are laundering money for the Sinaloa cartel, <laughs> if you want authentic Mexican restaurant or food, Mexican food, if you know, if on the Yelp review you find out they launder money for the Sinaloa cartel, you know it's you're like, you know it's legit. First of all, this is in I know, they likely Laramie. It. it is in Laramie. They should, Laramie. Change it. they should change the name of it to El Chapo's. <laughs> El Chapo's well, listen, House of The burrito. restaurant probably so, didn't have a choice. They, yeah, just, right. they just went to him and were like, listen, you're going to do this or we'll kill all of you. I and completely like, agree. Okay, we're in. <laughs> yeah, do you know how the mob and these people work? They, they don't ask nicely. They okay? don't ask. They just tell you. Yeah, exactly. So it's not Maria's fault. First of all, I don't know how many Mexican restaurants there are in Laramie, Wyoming. Second of all, it's Almanzas. Good Lord. The, Everyone support Almanzas. The, the reach of the Sinaloa cartel to Laramie. Um, so David Bray, I think you continue to eat there. Just don't tip. Don't tip. Well, no. no, no hold on. What are you talking the, about? The you, tip, just... you tip or you die too. Yeah, but okay, but here's the thing. Oh, how about this? Don't tip in cash because that will just immediately go. That will immediately because because that's the easiest way to siphon money. No, but no. Christian wants to. He wants to fund El Chapo. What do you? What don't you get? <laughs> Listen, he's just a guy with a dream, just like all of us. You know he's in jail right now, right? Yeah. Not for long. Not for long. He's Ain't nobody what, keeping him in jail. Wh- which jail? <laughs> it's in New York. He got burrito money coming, dude. Well, at least he's, he's not in Mexico. Somebody's going to bust him out. He ain't, getting out. he ain't tunneling his way out of New York. <laughs> what, what size burrito or what Yeah, what size burrito would you need to smuggle in a file? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. All he needs is a file and, and, and a little hope. Look, Andy Dufresne did it. El Chapo can do Isn't it. it Dufresne? Yeah, it's Dufresne. It's why'd Dufresne. Say, why'd you say Dufresne? Because it's spelled like that. As I said, right here at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. We need one more question just to tie this whole thing together. Yes, it's Dufresne. Um, oh, someone asked. I can't find the question, but someone asked, like, where we're all – who is going to be where for conference weekend and whatnot. It's a great so I wanna, question. I want to answer this. It's a good question because we are all over the place. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. will be joined by Billy Baldwin at the EIWA tournament in Binghamton, New York. And Daniel Roy Abdel Sr. Daniel Roy. It's a whole family reunion. It's wow. funny. At who's number one, uh, Dan's mother asked if uh, we could make sure to send Dan to. She didn't eat. ask. She she told yeah, she, you. She, just she didn't tell me. She's like, if there's any way, as though like if Dan said, I want to go to IWs, I'd be like, no. But um, she wanted to make sure that that her her little boy, the youngest, Danny Roy Jr., would be there in Binghamton, New York. Mama Lobdell, we got you. Mm-hmm. We send him. We're, we're gonna he keep him together. He saw mom and dad last week at uh, preps, national preps, and they went out with, to dinner with an Olympian. Dan Dennis went to dinner with Papa Lobdell. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. That, that was must fun. have been quite the the dinner. Fun. So okay, Dan's gonna be there. Who? Yeah, any help? 
Uh, Tim Rice. Tim Rice. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Not that Tim Rice. Um, at at uh, Big 12s, we've got Mike Mal and our guy Oliver Stone. He's going to be there. Not the film director. It's a stone. I know that's confusing. We could not get Oliver Stone, so we have Oliver Stone, who might be better. He has actually has more wrestling knowledge, just less in the film area. I don't know if this is an HR violation, but when we first got Uh-oh. Oliver <laughs> Stone's— It probably is. Uh, Oliver Stone's—when I got Oliver Stone's uh, resume— I, w- I wanted to throw it out without looking at it. Just because like, that was hollering a... Oliver a Stone. But here we are. He's the man. We love Oliver. Big Twelves will be him and Mike Mal. Big Tens, Sean Connell, who, who yeah, we call him Large Tens. At Sean Connell, the guy who did My Best Rival, who did Austin DeSantos Vision Quest, who did the dope Iowa Oklahoma State highlight. He's going. Great. He's gonna be shooting and editing. Our guy, Minnesota's own Cole Shrupp's gonna be there helping. Um, me. Mark Bader, Kyle Brackey, um, Joe, uh, Colby Paxton, who doesn't even work on flow wrestling. He's a flow football guy. He's coming just for the hangs, just, just for the learning experience. Uh, Andrew Spey. Jeez, we're going, we're going Big Ten crazy. I'm excited for the wrestling community to meet Colby. He's the man. He works really hard. Doesn't know a lick about wrestling, but we're trying to get a, We're trying to get a little FaceTime in with PJ Fleck, too. Oh, little Ooh. PJ, we're gonna row the boat. Yeah. Okay. Well, last thing. Hold on. Uh, we don't wait. No, one more thing before that. This weekend, I'm P-I-A-A's. pretty pumped. You and Holmes. P-I-A-A's, but yeah, me and Holmes. But I'm pretty pumped to bring back. You guys know oh, you yeah. like an OG, OG announcer for us, Ian McCutcheon. Really glad that he's gonna be there calling matches for Is us. Is it not McCutcheon? It's not. It's Dufre- Dufresne. <laughs> Is Brock going to P-I-A-A's? Brock will be there. Brock, classic Brock. He's in Vegas uh, right now. Writing a PIAA preview in Vegas, probably counting cards, but then he'll take a flight right from Vegas to Hershey. Is is Brock our most risky freelancer we have? Because at any point in time, he could be getting kicked out of a casino for counting cards or something and being real peril. He's going to miss a deadline because he's getting locked up by mob bosses. Let's try snitching on this man. I don't know, I mean, listen, if the mob bosses are listening, more power to them. I but, talked to him yesterday, and uh, he said he was ba- balancing out PIAA work and taking some money from the casinos. Nice. That uh, actually probably helps him. Probably helps him. Yeah. Makes him more analytical. Okay. Right, he's but, got a last thing. But, but here's the last thing, because it's time for it. we got to go. Uh, on a previous FRO uh, question from friend, they asked us about how we got into um, – flow and wrestling and all that and we don't have enough time right now but we do need to answer that and i think we should start the next show we've actually done it before i'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've done it before but let's do it again let's knock it out real quick because it's it's conference weekend no, it's, I, it's a good I time think, to talk uh, about it i do, uh, well do it do what y'all want but i think we should expound I, I think we should have a long conversation about it which like it would be after the season okay We'll do it. Agreed. We need more time. Okay. Then we'll do it. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Okay. All right. Bradley, is that you back there? Oh, yeah. There it is. That's all I had to say. The music starts. One of the best in the business. Brad Gross. He once was on Tosh.0. Look it up. I don't. And he's also great. I thought he was Tosh.0. No. Mm -hmm. We got it clarified. He's not Tosh.0. He was on the show. He tricked his mom into thinking he was joining the military. Um, And it's pretty funny. That's all we got. But as I mentioned, we're running this back tomorrow. So Willie, you make sure you get some good good rest. You look, same you look same refreshed. bat time. Same.
same bat channel. Uh, we will we will do it. We'll get our Big Ten predictions. Maybe we'll get into Tears for Fears. Uh, a lot to get into. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have a special guest. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see. A little tease there. Thanks so much for listening. 358 strong. We're coming into the heat of the season. Conference week. I can't believe it's already here. Bittersweet. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. So get some rest. Listen now so that you don't have to, you know, you're not behind an episode. Thanks a lot. See you then.